I'm Heather, a chaos coordinator and mom of three young kids. Chaos and cookies is literally my life, with never-ending dishes, laundry, you name it. Being a mom is a blessing, but it also comes with hard days too. Together, we can find the humor and real solutions to lighten your load and clean up the crumbs. You're listening to the Chaos and Cookies Podcast. Then look for your power hour times. Like, oh, I was really productive at this time of day. This is really when I need to get this done. And then that's when we say, all right, well, if you have important, highly important things, non-negotiables, that's when you're going to try to get it done. Welcome to the Secrets of Supermom show, where we explore how successful, busy moms battle overwhelm, beat burnout, and stay happy in the process. I'm your host, Lori Oberbreckling, wife, mom of four, corporate executive, photographer, and author of the book, Secrets of Supermom, how extraordinary moms succeed at work and home, and how you can too. Hey, hey, friend, welcome to episode number 55 of the Secrets of Supermom show. Okay, I want you to close your eyes and picture this. You start your month stress-free because you already planned out all the most important parts of your life. Each week, you plan out your perfect week, knowing that you will stay consistent and accountable to you. You create a life where you actually have more time to do the things you love. You have personal productivity systems in place that make you a happier and more present mom. Each month, you learn new ways to up-level your parenting in ways you never honestly thought possible. And you're doing it all with a group of amazing women who totally have your back and totally want to see you succeed. I believe that an intentional plan, productivity strategy, and a little parenting magic will change your life. I believe it so much that I created the Supermom Society with moms just like you in mind. The Supermom Society is the only membership of its kind that combines productivity with parenting so that you can get more done in less time to spend it on the things and those tiny humans you love most. The Supermom Society is a private community for busy moms that want to do more in less time. Get strategies, community, clarity, and all the support you need to be a positive, present mom and a productive human in whatever life brings to the table. Each month, you will walk away with a plan for your next month and even next quarter and year, new time management and parenting skills, and all your questions answered from a group of moms who are ready to beat burnout and stay happy in the process. I can't wait to show you what it's like to have more time, less stress, and a community to hold you up. Head to thesupermomsociety.com for all the details. All right, moms, we all want to do more in less time, right? And as busy moms, we tend to love to learn hacks from other moms that help us do just that. Joining us today is Heather Steinker, mom of three, productivity coach, and founder of Chaos and Cookies. Heather helps busy moms and mompreneurs in working smarter, not harder. We love that, right? After a video of her folding laundry in her car went viral, and yes, we're totally talking about this on today's interview, she realized that she had tons of helpful tips and tricks to share not only about being a successful parent and business owner, but how to market yourself as one too. She created the chaos control system to equip moms to overcome their own objections so they can live the life they want and start the business that they've always wanted. You can also find her advice at the podcast, the Chaos and Cookies podcast, where she discusses everything from leadership to Instagram reels to healthy habits for you and your family. I know that you'll join me in welcoming Heather to the show. Hey, friends, welcome to the show. Super excited to have Heather with me today. Heather, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. We're going to have such a great conversation. But first, I want you to just tell us a little bit about you and your family and kind of how you got to where you are today. 
Sure. So I'm Heather. I live in Austin, Texas. I have three kiddos. Right now they are eight, six and a half, and four and a half. So second grader, first grader, and pre-K. Uh, single mom. And I have a an Instagram business and also um, like a home organization and like quick tricks um, business that I run. And so I coach sales and marketing tips and how to do things fast and easy, like smarter, not harder. I'm all about multitasking and teaching time blocking and really utilizing your time the best you can. So you can make more time for the most important things. Um, yeah, that's, that's what I do. I love it. And at secrets of Supermom, we love quick tips. We love quick ways of doing things. We love being efficient because we want to have more time to do the things we want to do. And we know that if we're more efficient, we can have that extra time. So I love it. It's a perfect, perfect fit. I have so many great tips to share, uh, especially for moms that need like just some secrets to get things moving at home or getting your kids involved. And I can't wait to share. Ah, oh, so good. So good. Okay. So that's exactly what we're talking about today, right? Is systems and, and other tips and tricks that really can help super moms thrive because if we can do things better, if we can take those tips from other moms and we can use them, then we can just live better lives, right? hundred percent. So I'm going to ask you, you actually went viral folding laundry in your car. And so I want to ask you about this because I think this led to you actually setting up some of these systems and routines, but I want to hear what was this? How did this even happen? Yeah. So it's funny. So COVID hit, hit, right. And so no one wanted anyone in their house. And typically I have a nanny or some sort of sitter to help me because, uh, my, my soon to be ex-husband is, uh, travels all the time. So it is what it is. And I'm by myself and I'm usually always been very fortunate to be able to have help. COVID hits no help. So it's me and him. And so, uh, laundry is my kryptonite. I it's, everyone has that chore at home that they hate. Right. And some people don't like to cook. Some people don't like to clean mine's laundry. I don't, I don't mind folding laundry. I it's just doing it, putting it away. It's just my thing. And so I don't like it. And I was in the zone and I was folding all the laundry because I was spoiled and didn't really have to do the kids stuff as much. Cause I had the help. Um, and she did it. And, uh, I set a timer uh, at two 30 every day. So I won't be that mom to forget my children at school. <laughs> Which you Good plan. <laughs> think to yourself, I could never do that. Who, what kind of parent? Well, when you go down the rabbit hole of whatever it is you're doing, you lose track of time. Oops. You know? And so I set that timer and I was uh, right in on my floor and I was having all my, I was getting going with my laundry and then the alarm goes off. I'm like, oh, I have to go pick them up now. Cause typically I would also have help for that. And so it was really new routine for me to do more. And I was like, man, I was right in laundry mode. And that's so hard to get into. And then when I get home, they're going to jump all over it. And they're going to be all up on me and I'm not going to ever get it done. And so I said, you know what? Forget it. I just grabbed my basket, headed out the door and took it to my car and put it in my, my passenger seat. Because with the pandemic, you can't get out of your car now to go get your kids, right? Yeah. So they make you sit in your car for 45 minutes and you either slow roll it or you sit there and you have to give them the number and they give it to them again. They radio the kid in and right. And then they come in and they get in your car. Yeah. Well, that 45 minutes is time that's wasted in my opinion, especially, um, you could be scrolling Instagram, you could be, uh, emails, anything like that, but wouldn't you like to utilize your time a little bit better? And so laundry is a stationary 
exercise, right? You have to do it at home, standing one spot, sitting one spot. Well, I'm sitting in one spot in my car. I needed to pay bills or make a phone call or listen to a podcast. So I was folding my laundry in the car while I waited. And I snapped a quick photo and I was like, hey, multitasking, like no time like now. And as I was rolling through the line, I got stopped by two of the people. And one of them was a gentleman and he was like, is that your laundry? I was like, yeah. And he's like, that's genius. I'm like, oh, he's like, you sit here and we wait. Might as well. I'm going to tell my wife. I'm like, oh, okay, great. So then the next person, when I had to give the code again, she's like, is that your laundry? That's so smart. I was like, well, yeah, you have to sit in one spot. I was just sitting here literally scrolling Instagram or catching up on email. So might as well. And I got through an entire laundry basket. And what was nice when I got home, I gave the pile to each of them and said, put this away, put this away, put this away. And it was just becoming something I would do because why not multitask and not, and you could do it. You know, I always say too, and I've offered this up. I, my kids are not in sports terribly yet, but I know like gymnastics and things that you have to sit for a long, long time. I now tell my clients like, bring your laundry to the gym, bring your laundry to the baseball field. If it's a nice day, get your other moms to do it and have a laundry folding party. You're sitting there chit chatting anyway, might as well chit chat and get some stuff done. You could even trade some clothes or donate something. I don't know. Or ask like, is it weird that my kid has this? Like, <laughs> you know, I don't know, but it's just a way. And maybe if you're not uncomfortable folding your laundry in public, but it's my kid's laundry. I don't care. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Yeah, Yeah. no, I completely agree with you. Those, there are so many times like that, that are just wasted and you are exactly right. What we end up doing is scrolling Instagram, looking at our web, like looking at websites, like just not really doing anything that's entirely productive, right? Anything that's really going to move the needle and make, because then you didn't have to go home. Like you said, you gave it to your kids, they put it away and you didn't have to do anything else. Whereas if you would have left it there sitting on the floor, it probably would have gotten all messed up. Then you would have had to do it again. And it would have still been hanging over your head when you got home. And I just think that that's so genius. And obviously the other parents totally agreed. Oh, ever then now I get snapped. I get snapped all the time where they're like, well, I'm just, this is the only place I do my laundry. Or if there's a road trip where they, there's a long commute and you have to sit in the car and you have the space, like take something with you to do, you know, you can have conversations or listen or do a zoom call. You don't have to be on the camera. If you don't have to be on camera. Yeah. Why the heck not? I yeah. fold laundry. If I'm sitting on a conference call, why not? <laughs> yeah, completely. Oh, it makes so much sense. So you kind of took this and went, okay, this is a trick, right? A trick and tip that I have. It's a system that I've made work, but you actually share more systems, right? You are sharing now with moms, lots of ways that they can do things faster, better, smarter. So what, why do you think it's so important that moms have systems like this or tricks? Well, I, I'm a really big, big believer in being self-sufficient and also teaching your children to be self-sufficient and also not enabling your partner and not in a way of depending everything on mom, because we as moms just do everything. Or sometimes we'll say like, it's just better if I do it, like, I'll just do it. I'll just do it. And then you feel overwhelmed and then you feel underappreciated. And then it's like martyrism. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's really important to put systems in place and run your home like a business because you are the boss of your house, whether you're getting paid for it or not, there's meals to be cooked. There's laundry to be done. You have to clean There's schedules to be kept homework. And so there's all those routines, just like you were to go to work and you don't want to feel bogged down. 
and you want to be able to free up your time as much as you can. So like, a, like speaking of laundry, this great tip that I've been sharing lately is, you know, those uh, like shoe, like storage things that they hang from the, why don't I even know the name of like the crossbar of the yeah. closet, right? Yeah. And there's usually like 10 of them, but you could cut it in half and just, you need five slots. doesn't really matter if it's a box or this or a bag or whatever. It could be even like a cube thing. And each box or space is uh, a day of the week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And so on Sundays, before you go start your week for school, you know, if you have young kids and even older kids, I mean, it's helpful if you still help your kids pick stuff out. Um, I'm still in the youth age, so I don't really know how it goes yet. I'll let you know, but it's typically a whole thing where there's might be a sock day or it's a themed day or whatever, right? You don't want to be that mom that sends the kid to school without the crazy socks and they're the only ones or be the one that's scrambling in the morning like oops forgot now we got to look now you're frazzled now you're being reactive and trying to get out the door and now you're frustrated and so on that sunday night you go through their drawers you pick out everything they want to wear that week and you put each outfit in each slot and so now you know what they're going to wear you look at the weather they're prepared and so when they get up in the morning they go to their designated day like Monday and they put it on and they can get dressed and you can have the extra time in the morning and not argue with them. Like, well, it's 60 degrees outside and you're wearing, you know, a tank top and shorts, you know, like it's winter time and you're wearing summer because my kids like to dress themselves and yeah. then you have to argue with them. And then it's a thing who likes to start their morning off like that. So it's a great trick. It helps them understand that okay like it's set out they helped they're self-sufficient your the drawers aren't getting you know torn up too which i mean that drives me crazy when you put laundry away after you folded it and i hate laundry so much like now i gotta go do it again that's just my pet peeve so something like that is really helpful to keep kids you know doing their thing too and yeah. i'm i'm a big proponent of being proactive and not reactive because if you start your day reactive then it just I, ruins your day yeah and i so i have a five-year-old so well i have 12 10 8 and 5. so the older three are now to the point where they can reach everything in their closet they know what goes together they get themselves dressed right they don't need sure. my help with that but they're sometimes kind of rushing in the morning but the mm -hmm. five-year-old was very good about just wearing whatever I gave him. And now for the last couple of weeks, mm. he's like, no, thank you. I will pick all of my own things. And he can't get any of them down because he can't reach his closet. Right. So that is a brilliant idea because then he can pick what those things are, right? We can plan on Sunday, pick all the things that you really want to wear. And then I can just put them in the bins and or in the bags and have him do it on his own because having that fight every morning for these last couple of weeks has oh. not been enjoyable. It is not fun. It's not. And you can oh. praise him too. Like, great job, buddy. Uh, and you got dressed and it's like a win, like yes. good job. You know, we've started doing checklists in the morning where we'll give them some like step-by-step -step on what to do and they get to check it off. And and so they're actively participating and brushing their teeth and making their bed and they get like a gold star at the end of the day. So getting them involved in their routine and systems, because they then know when I wake up in the morning and they're not dressed for school and then I have to rush and I'm looking at them with the mom stare, like, what are you doing? And they know instantly that they did something wrong. They don't push back on me. Cause I've made, we've made it clear. We have a system and a routine and your alarms. And so when you don't do it and it's expected and you know, it's the deal, then that argument also kind of 
subsides a little bit. My four-year-old, he like he doesn't fight back on me anymore. It's like, yeah. you know what you're supposed to do? Like we have a routine, we have a system. It's all placed out for you. We've made it easy for you, you know? So having systems in place to show expectation and set routine is, is key. Yeah. Laminated checklists were my saving grace over the summer because by the time our kids would get up, which was still very early, I was already in meetings. And so if I didn't have something for them to do, you know, who knows what they would do. Trash they the had house. This, uh, yes, indeed. So they had these <laughs> checklists that took them like a couple of hours, but they almost never thought about it and never had to come ask me questions because they knew exactly what to do. That's and right. I was like, how, I mean, I'm serious. I was like, how is this working so beautifully? It worked all summer long. So I thought, oh, they're going to be over this in a week. Oh no, they really took responsibility with it. Like you said, they know what they're supposed to do and they have the list. And so they're just able to follow it. And my youngest one, we used pictures. You probably did. Oh yeah. Like a visual similar. calendar mm -hmm. with pictures. Sure. Yeah. But I think that that is just, it makes so much sense because it gives them that autonomy and responsibility and it takes it away from you. It's a win-win. I feel it. For sure. And yeah. so when I created the chaos control system, it's a family playbook, right? It's, yeah. it's got lots and lots of sections and it's everything that either mom needs to know, or maybe mom doesn't know, but it's very important. And it's also things that we hold in our brain that others couldn't possibly know. So we're the ones that are getting texts when we are trying to at least go enjoy, like maybe just to go get our hair done and just chill with some girlfriends. You don't want to get texts from your spouse or the sitter like, Hey, where's this? Where's that? Where's this? Where's that? And if you have something laid out like that already, most of us, I'm sure us moms, when you go on a trip or even go out for date night, what do you do? You probably write down or give them some sort of lifts we've made of who to call for emergency, where we're going to be, what time we're going to be home. Here's my phone number. Here's my sister's number in case you can't get a hold of me, la, la, la. Right. And then what yeah. happens to that list? We probably toss it and trash it. So what do we do next time we go out? We do the, write the same thing again, because most of the time that doesn't change. Yeah. And so this manual has all of that information. So then they could just flip the book open and it's right there. It's also digital where you can go in and edit the PDF and just print the new page out if there's a change, right? Because schools every year, they get new teachers, there's new routines, things like that. So that you could just replace the pages and not the whole system because calendars, if you put it all in your calendar, what happens? You got to go to a new one every year and you're redoing everything. You're rewriting all the emergency contacts. And I'm a paper person. Yeah, I'm also too. a digital person, but technology fails. You know, if the power goes out and you can't get your computer and you live and die by your calendar, then what? So yeah. Color coding is a huge thing too, because if the kids that don't know how to read, like I have young ones, I have a big calendar with all of their stuff on it and I, each of them have a color. And so if they see their color on the day, they're like, oh, I have something that day. Or it's a quick glance for me where I can look and be like, yep, these two have something or, you know, something's different. It's it, maybe I'm not stopping and reading what it is, but I can just make a mental note about it. Right. So having things that the kids can recognize too is great. So that system, it's like a manual for your home. Like we yeah. all have, we've all had a job most likely. And when we go to a job, what do they do? They give you a handbook or some sort of standard operating procedure. Yeah. Well, this is for your house. So then you have a standard operating procedure on how you expect things to be done. And even in the kids section, it has a section for expected behavior. So 
for instance, my daughter would go to martial arts and she, if I took her, she would cry, try to get out of it, sweet talk you. And the new people, like if I were hiring a new nanny or maybe someone was helping me for the day, she would sucker them into sitting out because she didn't want to participate. And I was like, well, you know, she said this and I would look over and she'd look at me and I'm like, oh, okay. So I wrote down expected behaviors. This is what you can expect will happen. And this is what she could say. And this is how you're going to handle it. And that's, and so you're giving them the instructions without them calling you saying, hey, you know, she doesn't really want to participate. What should I do? Well, I clearly am not taking her for a reason because I'm busy. So what would, right? So yeah. handle it and or here, handle it this way. So it's being proactive. It takes some time, right? To yeah. go through it. But put it through. once you have it, I mean, prepare for the worst and hope for the best. Yeah. So this system really could be used by like a babysitter that's just coming in to help you. It could be used by a nanny. It could be used by grandma. If grandma's coming and staying with the kids for a week, it could be used really by anybody. And it's a place for the whole family to have a reference to too, right? And for the kids to have reference as they get bigger, your spouse to have a reference, everybody kind of knows what's expected, what the plan is for, for all these different areas that are within the system. Right. For sure. Like you have four, four kids. Yeah. And all of them are very particular when they're little, like some have a sound machine and that's a level four, but this one likes it at six. But if you're not doing tuck in and you are the one who always sets it up because you decide one day, Oh, I am going to go take a trip. I'm going to spend the night away or something. You have anxiety already about leaving kids. It's just how moms are. And we worry until we have a couple of cocktails and then we've, we're, we're better, but still we're worried. <laughs> right. And so before those cocktails kick in, you want to make sure that you gave them all the information or you don't want to be calling them saying like, okay, did you do this? Da, 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 da. Are they going to sleep well? Because mom's already away. And so giving them even just sound machine on five door cracked six inches, like very specific details because you know, but someone else doesn't. And if you have a particular kid who likes their door cracked a certain way, because that's how mommy does it. And you're not really going to be gone long enough to be like, well, there's a mommy way and a daddy way, right? It's not worth the argument. It's very helpful for someone who's stepping in for you without them feeling like they have to bother you. Yeah. And then you come to find out sometimes that it wasn't handled right because, oh, you forgot to give it to them or they felt bad asking you. And you're like, why? Well, I wish you would just ask because guess what? Now my kid's grumpy and upset and it could have been solved if. So there's like different sides of the coin there. Yeah. Yeah. I think that makes so much sense. So do you, when you are prioritizing things, when you are saying, okay, here is, you know, I'm setting up these systems and I really need to know what's the most important thing. What are you recommending to, to moms that you're working with to say, okay, here's how we start and make sure that we have our priorities in place. Sure. So when I first start working with moms that own businesses, they, I have them track their time for the entire week. And that's for household things. That's for business things. That's for social media. If they're doing social media for their business, like I want them tracking everything and I want them to see how much time is because when you are a bit, I'm a visual learner. If you see it on paper, you can really see instead of looking at like a clock yeah. and when you're gauging how much time everything is taking, you can then look at it and say, all right, well, it took me X amount of time to do this. I could totally merge these two things together and now save 10 minutes because I was doing 
the same thing in the same program, but for two different spots, right? Let's mm -hmm. merge that together and really then get creative and just consolidate more. And then look for your power hour times like, oh, I was really productive at this time of day. This is really when I need to get this done. And then that's when we say, all right, well, if you have important, highly important things, non-negotiables, that's when you're going to try to get it done. And I always have them start there. And then also ask them how it made them feel. Did they like doing that task? Did they dread that task? Was it like, Meh, no big deal kind of thing? Or was it super hard and it's just like, oh, I needed a, I needed a break after that because it was a hard brain power uh, yeah. skill that maybe they had. And you ask how it made you feel. And then we analyze, like, is it something that you would want to offload and delegate to somebody else? Is it something your spouse could take care of or uh, we could deal with it in a different way? And we look at it that way to try and minimize tasks and, you know, rough feelings. We're already stressed enough. And then the third thing is that we go every day. What you should do is you should list out in the morning, like your three most important things or your non-negotiables, the three things that you absolutely just want to get done that day. And then three very important things. So you, once you tackle and you put time limits on them, like I'm only going to do it for 20 minutes. Like it's really, really important. I need to get it done, but I'm only spending 20 minutes on this 15 minutes here. And you carve it out on your, calendar you set an appointment for yourself you block your time you use your technology the do not disturb button on your phone is amazing now it notifies people when your stuff's off now i love it yep. and you stick to that and then anything that you didn't get done from your so say you had the three most important and then very important uh those very important become your most prioritized thing for the next day so you move them up Got it. And then you continue. So that way you're not kicking things down the road. Maybe it's only getting kicked down a day. And you're also really, it builds your confidence knowing, hey, I'm going to get this done tomorrow because I chipped away these things today. Maybe something happened and there was a, an emergency. So which happens? Give yourself yeah, some of grace. Course. Yeah. yeah. So, but people are, they're looking at it and saying, okay, I actually am getting my priorities done. I am getting the most important things done and feeling good about that. When moms are tracking their time, do you find that they are, once they look at it, do you find that they're like, oh my goodness, I had no idea it took me that long, or I had no idea it was that inefficient with that, or- Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. All the I time they're like, imagine. I did not know I was spending this much time on this task. That's so silly. Like, And I was like, well, why Yeah. were you distracted when you were doing it? Were you going to go do it and then came back to it? Like, did you have a bunch of stuff going on? So if it's making, if that's something you have to do and you don't have to stick with it, say nine o'clock in the morning, find another time to do it. And I shave down the time more, find a different time to do it, like laundry in your car or something <laughs> like that. Right. Yeah. So all the time they were like, gosh, I did not realize it took me that long and I could really bang that out quicker or that took me a, like no time at all. I thought, you know, it took me more time because I was going down the rabbit hole. Yeah. So setting timers for yourself, you know? Yes. Realizing that, oh, I actually do check email and it only takes me 15 minutes, but I thought I was spending two hours on it a day because I'm going in and out and in and out and just not being very efficient. Totally. Oh, that and block so your email sense. timeout, like mm -hmm. tell your clients or like, unless it's an emergency or something, right? Flag it. But 
you check your email in the morning, check your email in the afternoon, 15 minutes, 15 minutes, 15 minutes, and just say, well, I'm only answering emails from 1.30 to 2.00 to 2 o'clock, and that's it. And you get to the high priority ones that you come across, and then you wait till the next day, or you can maybe do like a quick follow-up and just tie up loose ends, make a note, and then do something tomorrow if it's not urgent. So really not going in and out of your email all day long. Yeah. It's It really is distracting, it, unless that's, I mean... Even at like a business, if you're working at a corporate office, you can set that side, set that time aside. Don't check email during your lunch break. Take your actual lunch break or take a walk if you're home, things like that. Um, yeah. And another great time saver that I really love about is the cooking one that I like to share. Yeah. Uh, if you're a cook or maybe you don't meal prep, we all talk about, oh, we like to meal prep. <laughs> Realistically, we don't get to do that all the time. And I hate to meal prep, just so you know. So I'm very yeah. excited to hear any tips that do not oh. require me to be in the kitchen for four hours on a Sunday. I will Perfect. take any of them. Absolutely. So this is a, a trick that I was learned about, and it's very similar to like a home chef or one of those, uh, you know, meal prep companies that send yeah. you stuff. I've never used one but it's a similar concept. So you go Instacart or you go to the store and you get everything you need, right? You're probably going through your shopping list. I'm going to make this, this, and this, and I need one onion. I need two carrots, but you only buy what you need because you don't want to go bad. Well, when you get home, don't put it all away where in your vegetable drawer and things like that. Grab a clear bin or a box or something that fits nicely in your fridge and you at least can group the foods together. So if you bought two onions, you need an onion for the soup and you need an onion for this meal. Instead of them floating around, you put the onion with that meal, you put the other onion with that meal, the spices you're going to use, the tools you're going to use, like that can all go in the fridge. Like you could put a spatula in the fridge and you then when you go to cook that meal that Monday, you grab the bin, it has everything you need. So you're not going around looking for the oil and where's that one, you know, knife I needed. And where's the carrots that like that, you know, whatever. And you're using all the time to go to the pantry, to the cabinet, back to the pantry, to the fridge. Oh, I forgot that. Forgot this. You group it all together. You spend your time doing that. So then it's like 20 minutes of just cooking. Yeah. So smart. So that you're just prepared and not scrambling because yeah, weeknights are are a scramble, especially if you yeah. have a lot of kids or a lot of activities or just busy family in general, right? Sure. And like you could cook your protein on like a, and then divvy it out. But also like a, I have a baking cube, like it has sugar, flour, anything and everything, vanilla, everything that you bake with, it's all in one thing. So if my kids want cookies, chocolate chips are in there. Cause that's what I typically make. I'll just pull it out, put it on my counter. And all I really need to do is turn the oven on and get the sheet pan. But yeah you know, the non-cooking spray or whatever it is you use, it's all in there and you grab it and go. And I'm just sitting there, just taking everything out of my cube. I get my measuring cups and I put it all back and shove it in the, in the pantry. So fast. So easy. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, Heather, um, let's, I think we have time for maybe like a couple more tips. Do you have any other like yes. quick tips for moms before we um, wrap things up? Sure. Um, another one I like to use if you like to organize or I'm a mom that likes to keep their house looking kid free as most as you can. Uh, so we've all heard about functional storage and like Ottomans and things like that, but how you're using the functional storage is super key, like where you're going to keep it in your house. And a good tip is 
if you're going to have maybe like I have those shelves with the cubes all the time, they're decorative, you get them at Target or Home Goods or something, or those ottomans that you can just shove a bunch of stuff in there and sit on it. You put those items by the entrance of your room. You have one for every single room of the house, except for maybe your master bedroom and bathroom or the kitchen, like where you don't want toys. Because if you have smaller kids, I mean, again, I don't have teenagers yet, so I'm speaking in those terms, they are going to bring toys in and out of the room. And what do you do at the end of the day? You're constantly telling them to go pick that and put it back. And so there's two ways you could do it. Um, I have a bin in my kitchen where as I'm going through my day, if they leave something, I stick it all in the bin. And I say, all right, guys, before you go to bed, go grab whatever is yours that I've collected throughout the day because they're at school because I'll bring stuff out in the morning and I don't <laughs> yep. want them forgetting it at school or in the car because uh, God forbid it's the thing that they sleep with go grab it, put it away. So they all go through the box and they take it all back to their room, but it's in one spot. So it's not all over my countertop. And then the other thing is to keep everything by the entrance, because if you have guests and they're walking into your space there, it's behind them, right? It's the, the storage and things. So they're looking at your room and your nice Pinterest, like that we're trying <laughs> to all keep up, right? Our nice clean living room. Cause we're having the one guest and when you're walking out, it also makes it easier to clean up because you're making fewer trips. You can grab whatever it is you need or the kids can pick up, walk out the room, dump it in the bin, walk out the door. Mm. So it's less trips and it's more functional. Smart. So smart. I mean, right? Love smarter, it. not yeah. harder. Yes. And I mean, because I'm constantly saying they're always looking for their stuff. It's like, we'll put it back where it belongs yeah. or... And I have like shoe bins where I have all the, you know, it's just nice to have bins where you can throw things in. So there's not terribly organized, but they're there where the kids can throw them in and be more self-sufficient to where they feel like they know where their stuff is. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? And, and a little more responsible to being able to know exactly where their toys are, know that where they go, know where they can pick them up from, know where they can take them into the next space or in their room or whatever. Um, and even I think with bigger kids, like they may not have toys, but certainly they may have devices. They may have shoes. They may have, you know, their belt that they took off or their sport gear or, you know, whatever else, all that stuff kind of starts to take up space too. It starts mm -hmm. to replace the toys. And so I think all of that's really smart. Yeah. Not all of us have like a designated mud room, yes. but you could put, so you can grab command hooks. If you have little kids, like I didn't have one in my old house. I, we opted for the wine bar, which we should have just gotten <laughs> Should have gotten the, the backpack hooks. Let's be real. And, <laughs> and so I went into the coat closet and I took command hooks and I hung hooks on the back wall or on the side. And that became where they hung their backpacks instead of just on my floor. And you just put those in there. So it's a designated space. And I had a little shoe rack in there and they put the little shoes in there and it was all very nice and neat. So then it was all behind closed doors and it was like a makeshift place for them to hang it instead of it, them hanging it on like the back of the chair. Yeah. Yeah. Every, uh, yeah. Dumping it on the kitchen floor, putting it on the dining room chair, like having them kind of be everywhere. You had a, like a station that was, we all there. have that space that they dump, like it's right Whoa. there on my countertop. And I'm like, how many times have I told you not to put it there? It's going to get wet. It's in my way, dump it on the floor, you know, so just go put it in your spot, have a little checklist for them, like done, done, done kind of thing like that. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Love it. Okay. I want to wrap up, but I want to ask you two questions that we love to ask every guest. 
Sure. The first is when do you feel most like a super mom? Ooh, when my kids <laughs> listen to me the first time. Oh, yes. I when they that. do it without arguing, pushing back, and they just say, yes, mommy. And they actually go and do it. Yeah. I was like, like, oh, what did I do? Right. <laughs> right. Because it. it's yes. like, oh, here we go. I'm going to have to tell them 16 times. Yep. Love it. And then last is what is, now we've talked about a lot of these, but what is one small step busy moms can do today just to get started? So my, my, I guess to get started is to pick the one thing that you really, really just cannot stand or really want to change and look at it to where, how I can make it easier or how your kids can help be a little bit more self-sufficient and make it fun. You know, like little kids and like cooking and stuff like that and eating, you can make a, like a, a makeshift wheel on a piece of paper. You can literally write down the ingredients and take a pen. You don't have to get all crazy and creative and you can have them spin it and they get to pick the vegetable for the day or they get to be involved. And so then when you're cooking or when you're um, to say you want them to eat whatever it is they want you to eat or whatever activity you're trying to get them to do, they're feeling like they, it was a game. It was fun. And it holds them accountable. Like, well, that's what you picked or that's what happened that day. That's the game we played. And so it shows them also accountability. So finding a fun way to get them involved, nothing fancy and looking at it on how you can just make it a little bit more streamlined. Love it. Love it. Love it. All right. Tell us where we can find you online and, um, and where we can get the system. Sure. So, uh, you can get the chaos control system. It's the family playbook. I also have a nanny pack. So if it's just like you're looking for to bring in some help, there's just the designated part there. Um, it's at chaosandcookies.com, and you can always find me on Instagram. I'm very active. I teach a lot of social media fun tricks and I teach a lot of these like fun habits, like how to fold, uh, pajama pants and like, you know, those pajama sets for kids Yeah, and you always lose the shorts. Well, you <laughs> yeah. can fold them together and file fold them. And then they just have to pull that out and they'll have the pants with you. So you're like, Hey mom, where are my pants? Can't find them. And then they're mismatched again, OCD over here. So I, <laughs> I, I don't know, sets belong with sets in my opinion, but that's just my problem. And so you can find me at the Heather Greco, or you can also find me at chaos and cookies on Instagram. Okay. Amazing. And we'll put all the um, links in the show notes so that y'all can grab them from there too. Heather, thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you so much for having me. It's so much fun. Thanks for listening to the Secrets of Supermom show. It doesn't have to end here. Head over to secretsofsupermom.com and take the quiz to find out your personalized supermom superpower. Or if you want to hang out in the next best thing to real life, join me at Secrets of Supermom on Facebook or Instagram. Big hug y'all. Thank you for listening to the Chaos and Cookies podcast. If you want more goodies and friends to share them with, follow the crumbs to the Facebook group or visit the Chaos and Cookies website to grab my sweet secrets on how to calm your cookies. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review on iTunes. See y'all next week for another episode of Chaos and Cookies.